Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. L G B, straight out of Ghana, stop guys. What up to you, One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheat code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming's who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show out David here, One Up Gaming. Gonna do a quick podcast this week, and it's gonna be episode 356, I think it is. I'll get back to that later. Just wanted to show a new thing that I've been prescribed, sort of given, of the NHS, so thank you to the NHS. Um, and that, my friends, is. Oh, I think if I sort of do that, I am now a cyborg this little tiny sensor um, it's just to test my insulin blood levels things um, while I'm doing things um, I have discovered that because when you're out and about and doing stuff you sweat it actually makes the little sensor fall off quite easily so I have bought this it's like a little tiny I think it's a 3d printed because you can feel the little lines on it it's all it does it just like goes around your arm and it just sort of like sits on the actual sensor and just holds it in place so if you are out and about and doing stuff it just keeps it like held in position so that's a godsend for eight quid just go to amazon and get one of them it's really quite cool so we will come on to this week's show now so again, me, David, Want Gaming, episode 356. I'll just double check. Yeah, 356. See, I know exactly what I am doing. So, go and read Joe Dowling's book, The Outrunners. Just go on to like, Amazon, is it Amazon Prime? The, the Kindle, go on to the Kindle store and get the book, read it email him to say that it's an amazing book and that you got sent from 1UP Gaming. Um, other than that, uh, I guess we'll go straight into, go to our website 1upgaming.co.uk. Uh, we've got these 100 episodes of the podcast available from audiobooksontape.com and it's like a little tiny cassette tape but it's got a USB stick that sticks out of it. So it's pretty cool, it looks nice. Our first 100 podcasts and if you want a copy of the Evercade Interplay Collection 2, just subscribe to the YouTube channel and on any video just leave a comment, Evercade, and we'll get that sent out to people as soon as people do that. Because no one's doing it. You just do it. You could win this for free. Um, and I guess, uh, lastly, I will say we still have the Recon 70s from Turtle Beach. So if you want this, please just subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a comment just saying Recon 70 
for a chance to win these please UK only because they're quite bulky and heavy and they might cost a bit to send out so please UK uh, going to be sending these out this week we've got the other ones sent out and we have a picture uh, from Ben so thank you to Ben so I'll put the picture up now um, hopefully you enjoy your headset and again we will send these out this week so please subscribe and comment so that is the intro um, again sponsored by games inspired music just go to YouTube or go to Amazon go to the Apple Store anything like that search games inspired music it's an album um, and you can just stream it buy it 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity which is pretty cool and I will mention if the audiobook on tape.com is available the audiobooks on tape.com is available uh, one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK so thank you for that so yeah Ben thank you for entering thank you for winning and uh, thank you for sending us a picture of yourself um, so that's Ben Hart, he's one of the Turtle Beach Recon 50s, so we'll quickly go into this week's show, so this is what we've been playing this week. Hi, my name is Justin, I'm the developer of Per Rocket, an iOS space game with cats, and I listen to the One-Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash perrocket. Hello Andy, this is Colin, I won't be able to get in tonight. I'm sweating all big. So, One Up Gaming, episode 356, me, David, the One Up Gaming podcast. One Up Gaming, OEG. Um, so, the first game we've been playing this week is Ashen. And this one, I quite. I think it was, was it on the Xbox Games Show, pro, a game thingy from like three years ago, four years ago. Um, it's quite a. It looks kind of like what a modern-day like virtual racing style flat-shaded polygon graphics would look. It looks smart as I really love the look of it. Um, nice little game, gorgeous graphics. It's more of an action, adventure, platformy, Souls-like kind of game, all mixed together, all real good elements. Nice gameplay. Look at the video here. Look at the trailer. It looks amazing. I loved this game so much. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, though, we will go into Ninu Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, and that is the remastered version that I played on the Xbox X Series X thing, whatever it was. And I loved what I played, but I'm not a massive role-playing game fan, so some of the stuff that was on there was just like click, 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 click to get to the next sort of game bit. Um. I can see myself coming back to it and playing a little bit more if I have time. Unfortunately, working like 14, 16 hour shifts, doing like sleepover shifts and all this kind of stuff, don't get time for these big blockbuster style games. I love me, me tablet with my streaming service, I love the Boostroid service so I can play games on the go. So the next game was Sackboy, a big adventure. Now this one... I've never liked the little big planet games. I've always felt that the movement, the character handling just felt very floaty, very off for a, a, a platform sort of game. You need tight, sort of really tight sort of like character movements. And I just felt little big planet was off. This one feels a lot better. And I would have a guess if you've played the the game that was included with the PS5, I've forgotten what it's called now, but the 3D game with the little Astrobots, is it Astrobots Playroom, Playground, something like that, then this is very similar to that sort of game. It is more of a, a standard 3D style action platformer, and it's all the better for it. Um, I just feel that the, the little big planets didn't feel right. So when you were making games in this, it just felt off. It's like the Sonic 4. It looks nice, but it just feels off. But this one I would recommend. It's a nice little game. Next up, we have the Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Now this is the PS2 version that I played on the PS5. 
and I will say that the game was it quite it gripped me quite well I got into the game quite in got into I played the game for a little bit I enjoyed what I played and then I started to notice a lot of the little niggly bits that kind of put me off and that was the character movement and the I guess this was when 3D action games were still in the infancy and the camera movement's atrocious the guy's movement around the screen is quite bad and then the puzzle elements were quite not the best they weren't designed great and unfortunately because of all those little elements it really went into the game and made it quite hard for me to get into and to play so I won't be going back to this game, it's deleted off the hard drive, it's not going back now um, I will say one of my favourite games ever which I've got a Ridge Racer tattoo on my arm I played R4 Ridge Racer Type 4 and I originally played it on the on the PlayStation 5 with a backwards compatibility um, but in the end I decided I'd actually play it on my tablet and stream on there and it's just a, a because it, when you blow the screen up to a 65 inch 4k display it looks pixelated to hell and it looks really shimmery so it was nice to play on a 1080p screen on like a little 11 inch sort of screen it just looked a lot neater and a lot cleaner um, but yeah I played Ridge Racer Type 4 I love this game I love the game the the gameplay the what you have to do it's weird I remember once in one of the magazines back in I guess it'd been like 2000 ish um, where they had a, like a poster and it had every single thing you had to do to win all the individual cars so on certain tracks and certain levels you have to finish so say there's like a three race series you have to finish first 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 and you get a certain car and then you go back and, and finish first first second and you win a different car and then you finish first second third and you get a different so you have to play the same race like 18 different times or whatever it would be to unlock all the cars and then you have every single series in the game that you have to either finish third second or first in random different orders to get all the different cars in the game and as a kid I loved it so much I was in there getting all the stuff but as me now it's like I'll just play all the game and if I get third or better perfect I'll go around to the next round I don't care what cars are winning what stuff I'm still in love with the graphics I love the little that the lens flare from the back of the, the lights it looks gorgeous I really do love the Ridge Racer Tech 4. The music, it fits, but it's not as good as what the Ridge Racer, original Ridge Racer music was, like proper um, Japanese um, techno pop sort of stuff. Whereas now, this one, it's much more sedate, sort of saxophony sort of music, like lounge music. It, it still fits, it's still amazing, it just doesn't sound like Ridge Racer. So we'll move on to Tales of Iron. And I think, I think, I was going to watch a video for this one because I've completely forgotten. But I think it was a side-scrolling action platformer um, where you are a, oh God, I can't remember if you're a dog or you're some sort of animal, anamorphic sort of creature. Maybe a rat or a mouse or something. And the frogs have invaded and it's a combat game so think of like the like a prince of persia sort of style 2d sort of game gorgeous artwork really gorgeous how things flow how things move i really enjoyed it and i would recommend this game to anyone it is an amazing piece of software developers did an amazing job and it is a fun game to boot and the last game that we played this week is Dark Quest 3. Now, I will admit, I'm not a big fan of turn-based strategy sort of games. Um, this one, it didn't even have the graphics to try and pull, at least like the XCOM sort of games and things like that. They have got that graphics to make it look gorgeous when you're moving around in the fight. 
Um, this one, it was just still 2D sprites that when you moved near people, they went duh, 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 and then they just like rattled around and, as if they were hitting. And it was bad. I just didn't like it. It it just didn't pull me in. I just didn't have any thought of playing it. It was just not a great game. Um, again, we're still playing Boosteroid. We're still testing the future with the Boosteroid sort of service. I'm loving the loving it so much it's an, a great little bit of kit um, I might start looking on the boost ride app and see which games are available to stream through the service and buy some games on Steam because my PC is sat upstairs it's about eight years old now it doesn't even it, it can't even upgrade to Windows 11 was it 11 the last one I can't remember but it can't even upgrade to that that's how bad the PC is that's why I've stopped recording on the PC because the PC can't take it and I have to use my MacBook because it's so much better to play a thing with the MacBook itself. Uh, we also have the weeklies so on a Monday we have the top 40 UK charts on a Tuesday the Boostroid on a Wednesday we have which is best where we compare two different games I think the last one we just did was Sonic vs Mario uh, where we talk about what we think is best um, on a Thursday we have the retro game where we talk through a, a little bit of a game that we're playing. Uh, on a Friday we have the podcast. On a Saturday we have the we cut out the bit of the what what games we played this week. On a Sunday we have the weekly news. So that is what we do every day of the week. Sometimes we might miss an episode here and there, but we will try and keep things going. So that is what we've been playing this week with me, David, One Up Gaming, episode three hundred and fifty-six of the One Up Game podcast. I'll have a quick break and we'll be back with this week's news. Hi everybody, this is uh, Kermit the Frog here, reminding you to listen to the Game Up 1, uh, damn it, what's it called? 1, alright, um, are we rolling? Alright, keep it going, keep it going, alright, let's go. Hurry up, we got a lunch date. Alright, let's go. Hi there, this is Kermit the Frog here, reminding you to listen to the 1 Up Gaming Podcast on whatever station it's podcasting on. Mm-hmm. And we're back. It's me, David, One Up Gaming. With the One Up Gaming podcast, I guess I'll say. <laughs> Episode 356. And yeah, we'll just go straight into this week's news. Because um, we've got quite a lot to go through. So first of all, uh, David Conswet. I've no, I, I've never heard of him. He had pie in the sky ambition to play Superman, and he compared himself to Henry Cavill. Cavill, Cavill, Cavill. Um. So. So he's going to star in the new Superman Legacy movie. Uh, he wants to be wants to play a more optimistic Superman. Uh, so in twenty nineteen, he did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, saying he always wanted to play Superman, and he would go, he would do things differently than Henry Cavill. I would love to see somebody do an upbeat throwback. He said, "I love the Henry Cavill dark and gritty take, but I would love to see uh, the next one be." To be very bright and optimistic. It was a vi- officially cast as Superman alongside Rachel uh, Rosenhal as Lois Lane. I don't know if she is either. The pair had been contenders for the roles for some time and surfaced as firm favourites during recent screen tests. However, since casting Superman, uh, fans have begun pointing out the actually looks a lot like Cavill. It is that those comparisons have been mentioned for some time. It came to my attention before the internet got hold of me. It said back in 2019. So basically he wanted to play Superman. Don't know who he is though. Don't know. What has he been in? What has... He hasn't really... Hasn't really said what he's... Anyway. We don't know. We don't know. Do you guys know? Do you care? Do you care who this guy is? Um, But, well, I don't know. I guess we'll just sort of see what happens won't we we'll see um yeah do you guys looking forward to the new sort of stuff 
Has anyone seen The Flash yet? I haven't. I'm just about to, I think I might watch it today maybe, when I'm doing some work, but we'll see what we will see. So next bit of news, Microsoft CEO basically said, if it was up to me, I'd get rid of exclusives. Satya Nadella has no love for the battle of exclusives in video game industry. Uh, exclusivity has been the biggest topic of debate during the Xbox FTC hearing, but if it were up to Microsoft CEO, the video game industry would move away from exclusives altogether. Uh, he wants to get rid of console exclusives, but Microsoft has to fall in line with the market leaders to stay competitive. If it were up to me, I'd love to get rid of the entire sort of exclusive on consoles, but that's not up to me to define. Especially as a low share player in the console market, that the dominant player that has defined market competition using exclusives, and that's so that's what the world that's the world we live in. Uh, uh, I was pointed out his general philosophy is to put software on more platforms, not fewer. That's the Microsoft I grew up in. I believe in that. So, uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that they really just add? I don't know. I, I think they're just pushing anything that they can to try and get this deal over the line. I think they're kind of panicking a little bit because I think they didn't expect this kind of backlash, which I I, I, I agree. I don't think there's any problems in all of this sort of stuff. But anyway, we'll move on to the next bit of news. And that is, Sony accidentally reveals that Call of Duty is worth $800 million to PlayStation alone. An internal document from Sony revealed a ton of highly confidential information about its PlayStation brand. More specifically, we learned a lot about the Call of Duty revenues for PlayStation platform alone. The document, which was submitted as evidence for the ongoing trial between the Federal Trade Commission and Microsoft, focuses on a letter sent by Sony boss Jim Ryan. In the letter, which was poorly redacted, it mentions how much Call of Duty was worth to PlayStation alone, specifically the widely popular first-person shooter franchise directly generated over $800 million in the United States alone in 2021. It's no surprise how popular Call of Duty is as the most recent installment of franchise Modern Warfare 2 became the fastest Call of Duty game to cross the $1 billion sold mark. Uh, but that's the only thing, the co- that's not the only thing, but that's the only thing that the document revealed. We also learned, it should say, but that's not the only thing. Anyway, we learned how much two PlayStation first party titles cost. Specifically, the document revealed, I like the word specifically. Revealed that Horizon Forbidden West cost $212 million to make, and The Last of Us Part II had a budget of $220 million. More interestingly, according to Ryan, internal surveys at Sony Interactive Entertainment claimed that almost half of US based PS5 owners also own a Nintendo Switch, while less than 20% of PS5 owners in the same country also own an Xbox Series X or Series S console. And as The Verge pointed out, apparently 1 million PlayStation players played nothing but Call of Duty games, bloody hell. The document itself was submitted as evidence for the evidentiary hearing currently going on between the... Yeah, yeah, it's more stuff that I don't have a clue about. It's quite funny. Um, right, let's have a look at the next bit of news. Um... Yeah, it's. I, th- I think it's funny when they're all going tit for tat. I mean, I honestly think if, like, say, like Xbox games, they should be exclusively on Xbox. Sony's games should be exclusive on Sony. But as an example, Final Fantasy sixteen, it's only on PlayStation Five because Sony threw a lot of money at Square Enix. To keep it on PlayStation 5 only. And I think that's where exclusives shouldn't be exclusive. Because it's like, you're only doing that because you're throwing your money around to try and get your name. Oh, look, we've got this. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't know. Next bit of news. Final Fantasy 16 sold 3 million copies during its launch week. Square Enix said the milestone included both physical and digital sales on PlayStation 5. 
Physical sales on the game in the UK were reported 75% lower than those of its predecessor, Final Fantasy XV. But still, Final Fantasy XVI was the top seller overall during its launch week. Uh, the solid sales number should be considered with the caveat Final Fantasy XVI is only available on PlayStation 5. Final Fantasy VII Remake shifted 3.5 million copies in three days when it launched as a PlayStation 4 exclusive in April 2020. But that was to a much larger install base of consoles and PS5 currently enjoys. Final Fantasy XV sold 5 million units in its first Units in its first day, bloody hell. But that game launched on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in November 2016. Final Fantasy XV remains the fastest selling game in the history of the series. It's likely that Square Enix is working on a PC version of Final Fantasy XVI, but producer Naoki Yoshida said it wouldn't be released anytime soon. Uh, featuring Fast... Oh, it's just the IGN's review of it, we don't care. Uh, yeah. Have you guys got Final Fantasy 16? It's something that I just it doesn't it just doesn't appeal to me. I've never liked the Final Fantasy games that much. I think again because of the long hours that I do, I just don't get time to sit and play stuff like that. So I just kind of get dropped into arcadey, fast-paced action games, and I love them. So we'll go into the next bit of news, and that is Daisy Two, apparently in development. So. Bohemia Interactive is currently working on a sequel to DayZ, according to New Court documents. And an internal Xbox document submitted as evidence as part of the yeah, that hearing between the Federal Trade Commission and Microsoft. Uh, acquisition st- strategy as of May 2021. On the slide, on the slide focused on Bohemia Interactive, the documents ad- additional notes reveal the company is working on DayZ 2. The document also revealed developers working on Armour Reforger and Armour 4, but those games have already been confirmed to be in development while Daisy 2 has not. While we are expanding our focus regarding the possibilities of Daisy brand, uh, the, the Daisy game brand and team itself, we cannot offer too many details at the moment. There are numerous projects that devs are currently working on exploring but nothing until we can officially announce him. So, do you guys like Armour? Do you guys like Daisy? I've not played him, so I don't know. Um, a little bit of light news, I'll say, because I think it's one of these bits of news that no one really cares about, and I mean that... It's... I don't know, it's the world we live in now. It's the world we are living in now, so... FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 comes to FIFA 23. So it looks as though the FIFA Women's World Cup update will has finally arrived in FIFA 23 alongside the Lead Your Country mode that lets players fill the shoes of any star player from the 32 international teams. Those looking to truly revel in the glory themselves can also create a custom character and essentially star as themselves in the journey to become the world champion. The classic kickoff and tournament modes will be available too, with local co-op and competitive multiplayer games in both. So, yeah, it's just FIFA 23, but they've added like, the, the the Women's World Cup to the actual game as a free download, which is pretty cool. But again, it's just meh. Do people really care? It's I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So, moving on to the next bit of news, and that is. There is fresh Red Dead Redemption rating sparks a remaster rumour. So a rating has appeared in South Korea and it sparked more rumours about the remaster and remake. Uh, South Korea's game rating administration committee could be at the centre of another leak after listing something simply Red Dead Redemption earlier in June. The listing is completely separate from the original 2010 Red Dead Redemption as rating for this can still be seen on the website as well as Red Dead Redemption 2, which is also listed as its own. Uh, nothing else is given away in the listing except that this version of Red Dead has also been Red 18. Uh, ah, yeah. But I guess that's the world we're living in. Everyone needs to be rated before it gets officially out. So, um, yeah. Do you guys think this will come? Because isn't this one still not on PC? 
So I think it, it will come because I think they'll want more players on the PC and stuff. And it'll tide people over until Grand Theft Auto 6. And it'll just give them a little bit more money in their pockets for nothing. Um, hitting wrong buttons on my tablet. So we'll go to the next bit of news. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan admits Starfield Xbox ex exclusivity is not anti-competitive. Um, during the ongoing trial between Microsoft and the Federal Trade Commission, the head of PlayStation took to the stand. During his testimony, he was asked if anything was wrong with Arkane Studios' Redfall and Bethesda Game Studios' Starfield being console-exclusive to Xbox. He said, I don't like it, but I have fundamentally no quarrel with it. Ryan replied, when asked how he felt about Starfield skipping PlayStation 5 being exclusive to... Uh, I don't like it, but I don't view it as anti-competitive. Um, console exclusivity, particularly in relation to the Call of Duty, is at the heart of the FTC's case against Microsoft's proposed $69 billion buyout of Activision Blizzard. It has, it has pointed to Bethesda's upcoming space role-playing game Starfield, which is not coming out on PlayStation, as, as an example of PlayStation and Microsoft's behaviour after it bought the parent company Zenimax, Zenimax Media. Uh, for its part, Microsoft has committed to keeping Call of Duty multi-platform for at least a decade if it buys Activision Blizzard. Ryan has expressed concern about the fate of Call of Duty should Microsoft obtain control of the franchise. Ryan's comments come on day three of the trial within the last few days. A slew of new information has come out. These include Microsoft seriously considering acquiring studios. Um, yeah, so we'll go more into that in a little bit. So I won't read that on there. So um, what he was talking about there, uh, I think it is true. He's got no quarrel with it because he can't quarrel with the exclusivity because then he'd be a hypocrite because then he's got his the PlayStation games are exclusive and not coming out on Xbox. So I think it's just he has to be like careful what he says because he don't want to sound like he don't care. So, going on with those bits of news, Xbox seriously considering considered acquiring Sega, Bungie, IO Interactive and others to fill its content gaps. So it basically said that it was gonna... An internal Xbox document submitted as evidence in the ongoing trial shows the company's acquisition strategy as of May 2021. The document begins by uh, recommending multiple acquisitions to fill perceived content gaps in mobile development as well as franchises with strong communities and deep engagement and casual, social and gross generational franchises. The presentation suggests Xbox first compiled a list of 100 developers based on multiple criteria then narrowed it down to 8 final candidates. Thunderful, Supergiant Games Niantic, uh, Playrix, I've never heard of them, Singer, Bungie, IO Interactive, Scooplay, and other developers of note that almost made the list include uh, Behave Interactive, Housemark, Remedy Entertainment, Larian Studios, Rebellion Developments, and Paradox Interactive. But it looks like Xbox got especially close to one developer in particular, Sega. According to an email similarly entered into evidence, Xbox head Phil Spencer specifically, they always say specifically, went to Microsoft CFO Amy Hood and CEO Satya Nadella uh, to request approval to approach Sega and acquire its gaming studios, notably not including the rest of its business units. We believe Sega has built a well-balanced portfolio of games across segments with global geographic appeal and will help us accelerate Xbox Game Pass both on and off console. Microsoft GM David Hampton simply replied, game on to this email. The email is dated November 2020, so it's unclear why, when or even if Spencer's plan to pick up Sega fell through. We can glean from the profile Xbox compiled on the studio that it saw investment in the company from Nexon as a complicating element in the process as well as complications from Sega's other business 
verticals, however it's PC centric content, Total War Football Manager, as well as Relic Entertainment, Yakuza, Endless Dungeon and of course Sonic were major draws. The presentation includes a full breakdown of 17 companies and possibly an 18th entirely redacted one that Xbox were seriously considering, including discussions on their upcoming games involved risks and other facts. Some interesting tidbits from this section include mention of Bungie's mysterious matter IP and seeming confirmation of IO's new fantasy shooter is in fact the rumoured Project Dragon in the works for Xbox and PC. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I love all this sort of stuff like that. Uh, uh, we'll go to the next bit of news. I'm clicking around. I'm sorry for all the pauses, but there is a lot to get through this day, this day, two day. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> so we'll go to the next bit of news. Microsoft said that it would have kept Sega Games multi-platform after proposed buyout. As part of the strategy revealed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the document reviewed by IGN reveals Microsoft's plan for Sega to report into Xbox Game Studio boss Matt Booty with the following operation principles. We will continue to develop and sell all acquired games and franchises and all relevant, relevant platforms, Android, iOS, PlayStation, Steam, Switch, Windows, Xbox, etc., we will bring previously exclusive to PlayStation and Nintendo titles to Xbox and launch future titles on Xbox in addition to other relevant platforms as rights permit. We will launch all acquired games and franchises with subscription exclusively into Xbox Game Pass on console, PC and cloud. Future releases will ship into Xbox Game Pass on day and date basis. The important point here is that Microsoft in November 2020 when this strategy was outlined did not plan to make Sega games such as Sonic Xbox exclusive, rather it plans to continue to make Sega games multi-platform and bring exclusives to Xbox. Uh, one of the key questions the FTC has put to Microsoft as part of its bid to block Activision Blizzard is whether it would make Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox. It has pointed to Bethesda's upcoming space role-playing game Starfield, which is not coming out on PlayStation, as an example of Microsoft's behaviour after it bought parent company Zenimax. Uh, yeah, so there's all that stuff there. All the goodness. All the good juicy goodness. Um, so we'll click on the next bit. So I think we're up to like number 10 bit of news. I don't know. I can't kind of lose track where I am. Um, so we'll go with the next bit of news. And that is... If I can press buttons, because I'm so stupid, it's hard to press... Hitman developers upcoming fantasy RPG may be Xbox exclusive. So basically this is the Project Dragon, an RPG shooter for PC series X and S. Um, so it could be that, so IO Interactive, fantasy RPG announced earlier this year, blah 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 blah. Yeah, that'll do for a couple of seconds, we don't care about that one do we? Uh, right. So the next bit of news that we have is I'm gonna play the trailer now. So it's the Five Nights at Freddy, Freddy, Five Nights at Freddy's trailer. Um, so Five Nights at Freddy's movie trailer brings the horror video games to life. A full-length trailer for Bloomhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's movies here, and you'd be lucky to survive survive five seconds of the blood-chilling game adaptation when it hits theaters. On October 27th, Universal has officially turned the lights on the magical place that is Freddy's Fazbear's Pizza. But unfortunately for Josh Hutchinson, there's a pack of murderous mechanical mascots lurking in the shadows of the restaurant waiting to turn his night shift into a hellish nightmare. The trailer offers the best look yet of the creepy characters of Freddy, Fazbear, Bonnie, Chica, Foxy and Mr. Cupcake. With Jim Henson's Creature Workshop, Creature Shop, bringing the band of beloved yet blood curdling anim animatronic horrors to the big screen just in time for Halloween. The first game in the popular Five Nights at Freddy's franchise was released in 2014 and followed a night security guard who takes a job at Freddy's Fazbear's Pizza, only to learn that the animatronic animals become hostile at night, just like we see in the latest trailer. Um, yeah. 
What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Uh, from what I saw of this trailer, it reminded me very much of that Nicolas Cage movie where he goes in and he's like punching the androidy things. It's quite funny. Uh, that was a year ago, two years ago. I can't remember now. Um, and I will just say that we've got another trailer, so we'll start playing. This isn't a trailer. This is just um, a game. Not even a gameplay. Just like an animated thing for a gameplay. Uh, an update, but the Among Us. So we have Among Us, the animated series is in the works from Infinity Train creator and Titmouse. Is it Titmouse? I don't know. Uh, three years after exploding into a pandemic era sensation, and Among Us animated series in development at CBS Studios. A new series were based on the premise of the game with a murderous imposter sabotaging the ship backstabbing crew members and generally sowing chaos who will be the imposter maybe we'll find out in the season finale Among Us developer Inner Sloth is involved with the project it is being led by Owen Dennis who worked on who worked on regular show as a writer and storyboard artist for creating Infinity Train a cartoon network series about an endless train filled with impossible worlds Titmouse is studio behind Big Mouth and Star Trek Lower Decks. That's quite cool. I love Star Trek Lower Decks. It's handling the animation. Yeah, so we'll end that bit of thing there because there wasn't that much news. And the last bit of news I've got this week is... I had to put this on because I love Futurama. Futurama Revival gets a fun new trailer. Um, so it's about time. Um, no, really, the, it seems like the series is about time. Essentially undergoing... Not essentially undoing the previous finale with some timey, wimey shenanigans. The new trailer suggests reveals the intrepid crew of the Planet Express ship survived a mass disruption of the flow of time. It's a good thing too, as the new season looks as though it's back on form. Fry, Leela, Bender, and the gang return with their original voices, voice actors, and a bundle of classic Futurama jokes, including Zach Brannigan's take on manscaping, uh, poor Kiff. However, some of the jokes feel a little dated. The new season takes a swipe at COVID, crypto and creepy AI voice assistants and it feel, all feels a bit 2021, retro futuristic perhaps. Thankfully the best bits are classic Futurama Bender uh, disintegrating someone immediately after the end of a battle and then declaring okay I'm done. It's slapstick japes and over the top comedy that makes Futurama so great and this new trailer has them both by the bucket load. So, it's going out on Hulu, I don't think that's available in the UK, um, but it's available on the, I think it's a Disney Plus, it's coming out as well, so we will get to see that. So, that is the news, so we'll be back in a couple of seconds with this week's Top 40, so back. This is Gilbert Godfrey, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast, and if you don't, go fuck yourself. Still David, still want gaming, still episode 356 of the Want Game Podcast. I'm gonna go quickly with this week's UK Top 40 charts. First of all though, if you wanna win this, just subscribe to the YouTube channel and put Recon70 for a chance to win, UK only. It's a bit bulky and a bit heavy to send out. But yeah, get a chance to win. It's gonna be sent out this week, so please hurry. And if you want to get this Evercade cartridge from Interplayer Collection 2, just subscribe to the YouTube channel and put Evercade and we'll send that out this week as well. So please hurry up and get this sorted. Right, back, back up to it. So UK Top 40 time. So, number 40, Lego Harry Potter Collection. Why did I stop when I was in the middle of words? So, number 40, the Lego Harry Potter Collection. Number 39, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. Number 38, Smash Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number 37, Splatoon 3. Number 36, Splatoon 2. Number 35, Dead Island 2. That's taken a bit of a drop. Number 34, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number 33, 
Um, Super Mario Odyssey, number 32. Pokemon Legends Arceus, 31. The Super Mario 3D World Plus Bowser's Fury. Number 30 is Minecraft Legends. Number 29 is the Crash Bandicoot NCN Trilogy. 28, Resident Evil 4. Number 27, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Number 26, Just Dance 23 Edition. 25, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. 24, Pokemon Scarlet. And number 23, Mario Party Superstars. 22, Kirby and Forgotten Land. 21 is Street Fighter 6. Number 20 is Pokemon Violet. Number 19 is Nintendo. Number 19 is Nintendo Switch Sports. Number 18 is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 17, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 16 is Minecraft. Number 15 is the Crash Team Rumble. I'll have to try that. Number 14 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Number 13 is Saints Row. Number 12 is Forspoken. Number 11 is Aliens Dark Descent. Number 10 is FIFA 23. Still surprised that's in the top 10. Number 9, Hogwarts Legacy. Number 8, Diablo 4. Number 7, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And at number 6, God of War Ragnarok. Number 5, F1 23. Number 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Number 3, Sonic Origins Plus. Number 1, no, number 2, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And new at number 1, Final Fantasy 16. And that is thanks to the GFK Entertainment Software Chats, all formats. So thank you for that. So that, my friends, is the UK Top 40 Charts for this week. Uh, thank you for watching. It's been me, David, One Up Gaming. Um, please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. Please go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. You can buy all these t-shirts and stuff that I've been wearing through the show. Some of the hats, not these ones, but some of the hats, some of the t-shirts and that you can buy. Go to our Etsy store. Just go onto Etsy and put one up gaming, all one word, to find us. Loads of designs on there, loads of cool stuff. Um, the games inspired music, the album's available. 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. And the 100 podcasts on a cassette tape is available from audiobooksontape.com. And £1 of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK. So, yeah, please go to our Facebook and, and subscribe to us or join us, follow us, what you want to call it. Just search One Up Gaming. The YouTube channel, subscribe, follow, comment, bell, all that kind of stuff. Helps us massively. Please comment, just put random comments in. I'll reply to anyone that I can be bothered to. I love it. And we are on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash official. And if you want to send us any questions via the Twitter, it's at official. And again, follow us on there. And if you want to email us anything, it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. Um, so that is episode 356 on the One Up Game podcast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe, give five stars, positive feedback. Again, it helps so much with the numbers and everything. So me, David, saying thank you so much. Goodbye. Go baby, go baby, go baby. I love you, say I love you. Never put nothing above you. Won't let go once I can hug you on the floor. They hate because you let them know that you the ish. Now they hate and I because you at the club and proving it. And so they choosing it too late because now they using it. Can't wait from how you doing it. I know that they pursuing it. Tell them now my baby's here to watch me go And for him I put on a show You just blessed to be here so My baby goes, goes on Her body rolls on I tell her hold on We making love with clothes clothes on Been on it so long I think we gotta go Keep my grown man on You know that I love you so Say I love when you go for me I tell my baby go but she's not even
going on This the trust I haven't heard Tell us what you say to her Yeah, I'm feeling kinda slick I'm loving how I swim in it No, I'm not taming her The only one engraving it Signing still right from her list You need to know that she's my miss Treat her like a treasure, though I never wanna let her go I keep her right in front of me My heart, she will forever be I do this so she'll never see Life with me, no misery my queen. Yeah, I'm back down on one knee. A boy to a man that you have seen. No matter who's wrong, it's you and me. I'm coming for you, baby. So we can stay happy. I'm trying to work so hard for you and me. Go, baby, go Flashing it, especially when she they gets it low. I'm rubbing on and grabbing it. I tell my girl, go, go ahead and go.